Hey friend, do you wanna offer meaningful learning solutions that create behavior change, fit in the flow of work and yield real results for your nonprofit? If yes, this is the podcast for you. Join me as I explore instructional design and leadership development best practices, as well as change management, belonging, and influence. If we haven't met yet, I'm Heather and I've been in your shoes. I'm a learning and development consultant and founder of Skill Masters Market. Before starting my business, I led learning and leadership development initiatives for a large national nonprofit. I know what it's like to need to develop your staff quickly and effectively and to build the relationships and cut through the organizational layers to be successful. And I'm bringing all of that to you in this podcast. So block your calendar, turn off your Teams or Slack chat, and let's dive in. It's learning for good. How do your staff know what is expected of them? Sure, you could point to a job description. Maybe they have regular check-in meetings with a supervisor. They might even get held responsible for some things on a performance review. But do those things capture the skills they need to be successful? In today's episode of Learning for Good, we are going to explore one fundamental resource your nonprofit can use to get clear on staff expectations. I can't wait to share it with you. Let's dive in. It's Learning for Good. worked with dozens of nonprofits as a consultant, and one thing I hear over and over again is the need for clear staff expectations. Makes sense, right? But don't you have a job description? Isn't it all laid out there? A job description is a great first step, and it's an input into the fundamental resource I often recommend, a competency model. Here's how a competency model can help. First, It's specific. A competency model identifies the skills that are needed to be successful within your nonprofit. So for example, you might say, hey, staff need communication skills to be successful here. We need good communicators. But it also goes deeper to define what those skills look like for your staff and shows how the expectations differ as you grow in your career and take on different or more responsibility. For example, as an early career staff person, your focus might be on clear written or verbal communication skills. And for an executive leader or senior leader, that expectation might still remain, but you might also have the expectation of being able to engage in thought leadership within the industry. So it's specific. The second thing is it's tied to your organization's strategies and goals. When you create a competency model, you should be reviewing your organization's strategic plan, organizational values, and any other relevant data so that you can identify those key skills that will actually help propel the organization forward toward that future vision. So like I said, for me, when I'm doing this, Job descriptions are sometimes an input in this part of the process. The third thing is you can engage your staff in creating the competency model. I'm a big believer in engaging staff when creating pretty much anything. And when I work with nonprofits to create competency models, it's no different. I want to hear from staff. 
I ask questions about their expectations of themselves and others. I ask questions about how they are held accountable and what they are held accountable to. I ask questions about how people are rewarded or promoted within the organization. I ask about their best supervisors and I ask supervisors about their best employees. It's all part of creating something that resonates with and meets the needs of your nonprofit. And then once it's created, you can use the competency model in so many ways to communicate those expectations. So a competency model allows you to hire with those competencies in mind because you can build those into your job descriptions. You can build those into your interview questions. It also can provide a framework for learning and development teams. So then your learning and development teams know what they should be focused on, what skills need to be developed across the organization. It also provides a framework for assessing staff during any kind of performance management cycle, but also it's a framework for setting new goals with staff. And these are just a few of the ways that you can use competency models to get clear on staff expectations. Now, if you want to hear more about the process of creating a competency model, check out episode 19. That's one nonprofit's honest opinion after six months with a competency model, where I interviewed Christy Burnham from UNICEF USA. We talk about the process that they used and how they're planning on using their competency model now that they have it in place. It'll be a great episode to check out. All right, friend, was this episode helpful for you? Leave a review so I know what content resonates with you. Do you know someone else who would benefit from this episode? Share it with someone you know in our field. Want more content just like this in the future? Hit subscribe. And finally, if you're ready to connect with your learning and development colleagues, join the Nonprofit Learning and Development Collective. I'll drop the link in the show notes. I look forward to seeing you next time on Learning for Good. Hey friend, was this episode helpful for you? Did you like what you heard? Do you want more content like this? Here are three things you can do. Hit subscribe, leave a review on Apple Podcasts for your podcast app of choice, share this episode with a colleague. This means so much to me personally. I read every review, but it also helps me learn what content you like most so I can create more of what you want. All right, turn that Teams or Slack chat back on when you're ready, and I'll see you next time on Learning for Good.